there. Welcome to my podcast, Your Gut Health Puzzle Made Simple. I'm your host Prajakta and this podcast will help you uncover the root causes to your gut issues, help you heal and nurture your gut through the healing power of nutrition and healthy lifestyle modifications. I will be sharing quick and easy tips that you can implement right away to solve your gut health puzzle. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I'm a registered dietitian, founder and CEO of Right Nutrition Works, and I'm so glad you have joined me today. Hello, my friend. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Today, we have a truly special guest joining us, Kim Bivans. Did I say your last name right, Kim? Yeah, I hope I did. Yeah, okay. yeah, you got it. Okay. All right. So Kim is not only a mental health therapist, but also an embodied educator specializing in dance and movement therapy and licensed as a mental health counselor in Massachusetts. With over 15 years of solid experience, Kim has honed her expertise in guiding individuals away from their overactive thinking minds and towards a deeper connection with their bodies and their heart. In her private practice in Boston, Kim facilitates transformative healing journeys, helping her clients tap into their inner wisdom and unlock profound levels of self-understanding and connection. Her approach is a testament to the power of embodied therapy where the body becomes a compass for healing. But Kim's influence doesn't stop here. Drawing from her extensive clinical experience and ongoing learning, she also provides education and coaching for therapists, empowering them to expand their mind-body toolkit. Her dedication to this holistic approach to therapy has inspired many in the field. Before we dive into today's topic, I would like to extend a warm welcome to Kim for agreeing to be a guest for today's podcast. Welcome, Kim. I am so glad you have joined me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So uh, I am not going to be further delaying this discussion, but I'm going to get into the topic right away. So uh, here we go. My first question to you is, what is the relationship between the nervous system and gut? So I think the most important thing to think about um, when we think about the body and deeper levels of healing and bringing in psychotherapy is within the nervous system, um, everybody's heard of fight or flight at this point. And there's some other F's that go in there. But for the sake of just kind of narrowing this down today, I just want us to think about the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So again, we're going to look at these in a really kind of boiled down version today. But when we are in um, sympathetic, then that is where we're preparing to, that's where the fight or flight come in, comes in. And that's where we have some other responses. You know, if we have something to do or take care of or protect or act. And so when we're strongly in the sympathetic, um, it inhibit, it hit, ugh. let me try that again. It inhibits activity in the stomach. 
since we're focused on gut health. Mm -hmm. So when, then when we can shift to parasympathetic, it stimulates the activity of the stomach. So again, there's a lot more involved <laughs> science going on here, yeah. but I think that's just a really, uh, th that's a main focus um, that can be really helpful, especially when we're thinking about gut health. Um, so yeah, we're thinking about being in these very alert, maybe on edge places. If your heart is being fast, the activity in your gut, the it, your stomach isn't attending right mm -hmm. to digestion there. Mm -hmm. And then when we're able to calm, that's, that's the rest, that's the recuperate, then the stomach can engage again and start digesting, digest it, digesting. <laughs> then the stomach can start digesting. So um, just at the get go, yeah, we, um, this is something we address in body oriented therapies and somatic therapies. And right at that point, um, that immediately impacts our digestive health. Okay, perfect. That sounds wonderful. And now that uh, you just briefly mentioned about uh, body-oriented psychotherapy, um, I am curious, and I'm sure our audience is curious as well, but uh, what exactly body-oriented psychotherapy is? Can you talk a little bit about this and kind of explain the audience? Because maybe not everybody will be aware of this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, bringing in the body, paying attention to the body, especially in the context of our health and mental health has really kind of blown up in recent years, uh, which I'm excited about. And you'll hear, I'm going to bring in a couple different words. So one you may have heard of is somatic. And again, may not really be sure what that means. Sometimes I use the phrase body oriented psychotherapy as a more description, more of a description. So um, you know, that's a way to lead in an explanation of what that is. So when we're looking at somatic therapies, body-oriented therapies, right? Soma means body. Obviously, we have the word body here. Mm -hmm. And we're coupling it with a, an important distinction here in my world is the psychotherapy. So there are other somatic therapies that don't necessarily have this mental health component. They can have benefits to our mental health um, but they don't necessarily have that component. So if you, some people enjoy things like Reiki, cranial sacral, sacral work, uh, those are somatic therapies, but they're not necessarily mental health therapies, right? They can have positive effects on your mental and physical health. So then we have um, some overlap in some of these categories, but then we have this whole other category of work that is psychotherapy. So mental health focused. So personally, I'm trained as a dance movement therapist. That's a mental health therapy. We're trained in a completely embodied way. Um, there are some yoga therapy practitioners who are also mental health practitioners. There's other big names out there like somatic experiencing. Again, some some cross that um, mental health um, divide. Some do not. So I'm just defining that that's personally where I'm coming from. And that's the lens that I'm speaking through today. And if you're interested in these and you're going out and looking for them, you want to take a look at what they are and, you know, how a practitioner describes themselves um, and define for yourself what you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for the mental health piece and bringing the body part in, the somatic part in, and you may define that as 
yes, I, I feel like I have anxiety. I feel like I survived trauma. Um, and then it may be somewhere in the middle. You may be looking for something less focused on that. And again, you may be willing to try or explore some of these other thematic therapies, but you know, so that's just a, a quick summary. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that information. I'll be honest, but, um, I was not even aware of this a lot. I mean, I had heard about it, but mm-hmm. the way you explained it, it, it makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. So uh, now that you have talked about body, body-oriented psychotherapy, uh, how, how might this body-oriented psychotherapy help in uh, relieving uh, gut issues? Mm-hmm. So the advantage is if you work with someone who's trained to bring the body into psychotherapy, you're most likely going to be with someone who's going to help you identify when you're in sympathetic or parasympathetic and how to encourage you, if need be, move um, from sympathetic to parasympathetic. So again, alert, fight or flight and into the rest and digest. Um, so a therapist in that way is going to, you know, these are things that are already happening earlier. I was mentioning an increased heart rate. You may have a lot of attention. You may feel alert. You could even look at the dilation of your pu- pupils. Um, and you know, this is probably say, for example, if you're experiencing anxiety where that's happening. And so a body oriented psychotherapist, again, can teach you methods, um, Another thing that I like to emphasize too is everybody is emphasis on the tools, but somebody who's really trained in this can also help you figure out what your body is already trying to do to help itself. Hmm. So for example, I think about a client yesterday who was just kind of massaging a part of their body and they were kind of looking, looking at that in a very negative way. And when we very gently just kind of gave some attention to that, uh, that, that client could really relax around that. And then, Overall, um, it led, led down a path where we could figure out how that client could relax in general, right? They came in very, very alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the body was already giving this person some signals that they they needed to relax and they needed to attend to something. So again, that's a very individualized um, form of therapy, right? Where someone is helping you address that and picking up on those patterns that are, again, are already happening. So again, we can teach things, but there's a lot already going on. And we just either through cultural experiences or things that we may consider traumatic or just difficult, um, we can kind of dampen or think negatively about some of the ways that we may bring ourselves into parasympathetic. So tying that into the gut issues, um, if that that's an ongoing issue, and I'll just pick something, say you're um, experiencing anxiety, you know, that would, that makes me wonder Then, if I think about my clients who do have gut issues, that that's again, a big thing that we're looking at is bringing that person into the parasympathetic. And it's depending on the, um, the level of complexity, right, with the gut issues, this isn't to say that this is a, a magical button, right, that is going to make right. the gut issues go away. Right. Um, but bringing, again, just have being able to shift or even knowing if you're struggling with that shift, sympathetic to parasympathetic, um, you're, you're going to, it's going to give a lot more context 
again, to, to what's going on with your gut. Um, but I can think of another client just the, the stress at work, you know, particularly in their work environment. Hmm. And, you know, now this person was just like, yep, I, I knew this came up at work and I knew this was going to happen to my gut. So, you know, there's, then we can find all those other underlying, like, well, why do we keep going back to this job? Or, you know, why is it hard to leave this job? And there's, you know, there's always very good reasons why that's happening. So the, the gut, I would say, um, is also can be a signal, right, to these deeper issues, Correct. these deeper patterns, I like to use the word patterns, right, that are happening, why do we keep making these choices? And, um, right, we follow that, we can follow that to the gut. And then again, we can explore in the body, again, calm, sympathetic, parasympathetic, and then we can find all of this other information. So then, you know, attending to that, um, both for your mental health, but also has that byproduct often of benefiting your gut health as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love what you said. So yeah, thank you again for that wisdom. Uh, moving on to our next question, what are some therapeutic um, interventions that might help relieve stress and distress in the gut. Mm-hmm. So right off, I, I think the intention is really big here. So sometimes, and I see this a lot, if there is distress around a particular body part, and that can include the gut, um, sometimes you know frustration can arrive, yeah. um, anger even mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. and then it's really directed at that part or parts of the body. And so... Right there, it's a really nice opportunity to go in and to say, you know, this distress, these signals are just that, right? They are signals. They are our body trying to tell us that something is off, right? Something is wrong. Please attend to me, right? Please, please come see what's going on. So I think that is just a first thing of just trying to flip that script a little bit and just to invite some some kindness really to that part of the body and just to recognize that these are our bodies signals right it doesn't it doesn't have a voice in the way that we make words or our vocal cords in our mouth right we have these sensations in our body and they're they're Hmm. speaking to us Hmm. so right there just attending to that and just trying to encourage a um and not everybody is on board with this this may sound Hmm. a little too strange but i'm a big fan of even just talking to the body itself and my clients who are up for that we can play with that and they can have really big shifts just in that, you know, like, well, hey, tummy, you know, what's going on there? You know, what do you need? Oh, it's you making these, having this experience again. What's oh, going I, on? You know, yeah. One quick thing, when you said talking to your body, um, just out of curiosity, do you talk mm. to your body out loud? Or uh, what mm. do you what do you recommend? <laughs> what do you suggest? Sure? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're comfortable talking out loud, I would always say, you know, do that, because you're also you're adding the extra layer of interaction, right? It's mm. different to hear yourself speak than to hear yourself in your head. If that is too much of a stretch for you, you know, talk to yourself in your head, that's fine. Some mm-hmm. people feel more comfortable writing, right? You could write uh-huh. a letter to your body or practice that, you know, and those are all entering different neural pathways into the mind. So it's all supportive, but you have to start where you're at again, if that's appealing and that feels accessible. So yeah, that's a really good question. Um, But also just first setting that up to, to be kind, you know, first and foremost. And when we're talking about the body um, you can't see me, but I, I, if, if this resonates in terms of, um, 
it's it's a positive experience for you. Uh, self-touch is very, very helpful and healing, right? So there's all sorts of research on things like that hugs, right? I, uh, I can't mm. remember off the top of my head, but it's like, you know, a 20 second hug releases, you know, certain feel good chemicals in the body and we get to relax. So um, self-touch is also very healing and also triggers, you know, feel good chemicals and care. So if it is okay to put a hand or you might even have something like a pillow and to put that on the gut and, and on the belly area. That's another way just to encourage um, comfort, right? Again, going back to the sympathetic, to parasympathetic, some relaxation, so, right? With this intention of, oh, okay, there's something going on here. And not to parentify yourself, but I do like to get inspiration from how would we speak to a child or how would we speak to someone we really care about? Mm. Right. Um, and channeling some of that, right. Would there be softness? Would there be holding? Um, and just right there, just physically attending and attending in our words and our actual intention, our tone of voice, if we are able to say that out loud so that right there, we're sending those signals specifically there but then it extends to other parts of our body to you know like i i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna attend to you i'm gonna care mm. for you mm. and again you're just hitting that from a lot of different angles because if you can get into that again you're going to move from sympathetic to parasympathetic or it could be a little bit of a mixed state as oh. well but you're moving more into that direction mm. i love that i actually love talking to your own body. And I'll be honest, I don't do that, but I'm going to start doing that and see what if the what difference does it make? I'm sure it will make some positive changes in my body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just comfort, right? Mm -hmm. Comfort and kindness and, and accepting for where it's at. Got it. Right Got now. It. Right, right. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. So uh, my last question for you before we wrap up today's episode, um, how can our listeners reach out to you? So I'm sure um, after this conversation, uh, some of them will be very interested to learn more about your services, what you do, and uh, if your services uh, will be uh, helpful for them. So uh, tell me like how our listeners can reach out sure so i educate therapists and other professionals um, across various fields and how to be embodied themselves so they can approach their work in an embodied way and so you can find more about that work at kimbevans.com k-i-m-b-e-v-a-n-s.com and when you go there you can also pick up my embodied skills inventory so if you're listening and thinking about, well, you know, maybe I do some things or try meditation or, you know, walking helps me. The inventory is uh, sort of an organizational and reflective tool. So I have different categories there. Doesn't cover the whole gamut, but different categories of embodiment. And then there's reflective questions. So you may be doing more than you think, um, but it's also a way to reflect on how, uh, in touch and how often you practice deepening your connection with your own body. Um, so that can be a really nice, so that's a freebie. That can be a really nice way to do that. And um, it, this, uh, I'll be offering a workshop later this year and then having a full program 
um, in January 2024, again, teaching embodied skills. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. So um, as we conclude today's episode, I want to extend heartfelt thank you to our guest, Kim, for sharing her um, invaluable insights on the profound connection between digestive issues and psychotherapy. Kim's expertise in embodied therapy reminds us of the incredible wisdom our bodies hold when it comes to healing and self-discovery. I'm sure you guys are interested in learning more about what Kim offers, and I am going to share all the links for her website and other details in my show notes. So be sure to check the show notes. And thank you all for joining us today. Remember, you your well-being is a journey and you have the power to embark on it with curiosity and compassion. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.